Welcome to the Victory of the Lamb podcast. We are a simple, straightforward Bible teaching church in Katy, Texas. If you are in the area, we'd love for you to stop by anytime. Otherwise, we hope you use this podcast to grow in your faith and be confident in sharing it with many. You can find us online at VOTL.org. We hope you enjoy this message, and God bless your week. When I was little, there was many things that I needed to have. Like I needed that new ball to play with, or I needed those brand new toys, when in reality, I probably could have lived without them. While I thought I needed them, I actually just wanted them. And see, it's not wrong to want something, but it's when those wants become needs, that's when they can become a problem. For example, I want to buy a new phone, can change to, I need to have a new phone. I want to have more money, can change to, I need to have more money. And see, it's the attitude, right? It's the attitude behind those that can become a problem. So in our text for today, we see that Jesus is telling people what they need to hear. And that's the truth. But some, the people in that crowd did not want to hear it. So brothers and sisters, Christ fulfills all needs. Don't focus on what you want, but rather focus on what you need. In our verses for today, we see that Jesus is telling the people of his hometown what they needed to hear. Jesus came to save all people. We begin by reading Luke chapter 4, beginning at verse 16. He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight of the, for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of ev- everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. He began by saying to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his lips. Isn't this Joseph's son? they asked. See, so far, so good, right? You may think so, but Jesus could see into their hearts. And Jesus could see that they were not wanting to hear that message. As a matter of fact, they hated that message and hated Jesus because of it. And we could tell by the words that Jesus says next. We continue reading. Jesus said to them, Surely you will quote this proverb to me. Physician, heal yourself, and you will tell me, Do here in your hometown what we have heard that you did in Capernaum. Truly I tell you, he continued, No prophet is accepted in his hometown. I assure you that there were many widows in Israel in Elisha's time, when the sky was shut for three and a half years, and there was a famine throughout the land. Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them, but to a widow in Zarephath, in the region of Sidon. And there were many in Israel with leprosy during the, in the time of Elisha the prophet, yet none of them was cleansed, 
only Naaman the Syrian. All the people in the synagogue were furious when they heard this. They got up, drove him out of town, and took him to the brow of the hill on which the town was built in order to throw him off the cliff. But he walked right through the crowd and went on his way. So why did they get angry, you ask? Well, it's probably a mixture of many things. For starters, they wanted a savior that could give them the special treatment. They knew Jesus was a good rabbi, a good leader, and also a good miracle worker. And so they kind of wanted Jesus to fulfill all those wants in their hometown. And another thing is, when Jesus told them that prophets from God tried to, or only healed people of foreign lands, non-Jewish people, that's when they got upset. They wanted a savior that could only save them and them only. That's what tipped them over. And just think of that for a moment. People who probably were happy with their baby Jesus, perfect kid Jesus growing up, now wanted to kill him. That's amazing, right? It shows how far their hearts were from Jesus. And they wanted Jesus to put on a show for them, but yet Jesus had to give them that, uh, what they needed to hear, but they wanted to kill him. In today's day and age, people can have the same attitude. Sometimes people of the world don't only want to hear what they want to hear, or sometimes they don't want to hear or deny the truth. For example, have you heard someone say something that's from the Bible but is not actually biblical? For example, all roads lead to heaven. It doesn't matter what you believe in as long as we believe in the same God or that we all go to the same place because we all, all roads lead to heaven. Well, no, that's not true. There's only one road to heaven, and that's through Jesus Christ, because he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Or what about when someone says, my actions justify who I am. It doesn't matter what you believe in, um, but I know I'm a decent person. I have some bad, but at least I'm better than that person over there. Well, no, that's not the case because we know that all have fallen short and God sees all sins the same. So think of it like this. Jesus is the cure and he's holding out that cure for every single person, but yet People of the world will say, that's not the right cure. That's not the right thing. Try this man-made cure. Try this man-made remedy. When it's not actually, it doesn't work, or we think, we, we think it works, but it doesn't. See, the people of the world focus on what they want and not what they need. And they don't want to hear it. Sometimes they don't want to hear that they're bad on their own and that they need a savior. Sometimes they'll say they're good on their own or they, that they have all they need. But what usually happens then? They can spend their whole lives trying to satisfy their needs but never really be content with them. See, the people of the world think that they know what they need, but those needs are just wants. Then when they hear the word that they need to hear, then they don't want it. For us here today, we know that we need a savior, but it's hard to live like a child of God, isn't it? For example, God wants us to love each other wholeheartedly, but we fail at that 
or sometimes are our hearts like the people in that crowd that day where we know what we need but sometimes don't want it? For example, God wants us to put him above everything else, but yet we fail at that, don't we? See, if we get down to it, it's because of sin. Sin, dear brothers and sisters, is what causes a division between us, and sin is like a disease. And sin separates us from God, and sin has a death sentence. There is no cure for it on our own. And so while we deserve that punishment for falling to the trap of sin, or because of our disease of sin, know another thing is true, dear brothers and sisters. Jesus gave us all that we need. He came down from heaven to fulfill all those prophecies for our sakes. All the things that God expected from us are covered. There's nothing more we need to do. Jesus lived and died for you and me. Jesus wanted to live and die for you and me. And he was thinking of us when he told the people that prophecy, that story of Elijah and Elisha, because he was thinking of us. He didn't conform to the needs or the quote-unquote needs of people, but what they really needed to hear. So let me read again that prophecy from Isaiah, or from the scroll, that Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. So we are no longer slaves, dear brothers and sisters. We are free. We are no longer poor, but we're rich in God's mercy. That's what Jesus did for you and for me. He did not fall into the trap of what people wanted, but gave them what they needed. Think of it like this. Jesus is like a doctor. And just as a good, trusted doctor gives you prescriptions for what you need, Jesus has given us what we need. For example, a couple months ago, I almost tore my hamstring. And imagine if I went to the doctor and the doctor said, instead of pain meds and rest, the doctor said, here's an antidepressant, and I think you're probably good to go for tomorrow. <laughs> That's ridiculous, right? But see, the great thing with good, solid, trusted doctors is that they look out for our well-being and health. In a far greater way, Jesus looks out for our well-being. He is our great physician. And know this today, your sins are forgiven. We are healed. We are cleansed. Jesus is the great medicine and the great medicine of his word. And there's nothing else we need to do. Our sins are forgiven. So let us live like we need a Savior day to day. Let us live confident in the fact that our Savior cleanses us day to day. For example, when we're going through those ups and downs in our lives, God will give us strength and we will put our trust in him. We will be kind to others. We will love each other just as Christ has loved each one of us. And know that Jesus will always be with you and continue to bless us and heal us and restore us in our lives. So that when those temptations in our lives come, know that Jesus will be with us and uphold us with his mighty right hand. So let us live our lives focusing on what we need and have Christ in our hearts. An example of this is found in Jesus' example. Elijah and Elisha, they both lived their lives knowing what they needed. They shared that mes message of the gospel in a time when people only wanted to hear what they wanted to hear. The people in that time only wanted to hear about Baal worship or Asherah poles, not their savior. 
even so much so that they wanted to kill Elijah and Elisha. Yet they gave people, yet the prophets gave people what they needed, the message of truth and salvation. Just like the widow and Naaman both cherished that message and had Jesus in their hearts. So let us live our lives knowing what we need day to day, dear brothers and sisters. For we are but beggars, but we have something that's far great, far more powerful, and that's eternal glory waiting for us. That's all we need, right? We have a Savior who loves and cherishes us and has given us all that we needed. He is our great physician, and we are his patients. Patients who show patience to others. Patients who are healed, restored, and have eternal life waiting for them, both now and forever, waiting for them in glory. To him who sits on the throne, who is waiting for us to come home. Dear brothers and sisters, know what you need day to day. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Time is precious. Thank you so much for investing some of your time with us today. Could I ask you for one more favor? If you're enjoying this podcast, please don't forget to click subscribe and give us a rating. Just a few seconds of your time will help other people hear the simple, straightforward Bible message we offer. Thank you so much. God bless your day in Christ.